What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, I'm going to go through my current FPL draft. What you see on screen right now is the first draft that I put out just over a week ago to give you an idea of my initial thoughts and to see how things have changed. I also ran this first draft back through the My Team tool on Fantasy Football Hub today, and it came out with a team rating of 97%. Now that team rating is based on the points projections for your team over the first few weeks. The higher the number, the better. And what I'm going to do is compare the current draft at the end of the video to see if it's higher or lower than 97%. I haven't actually checked yet. If you want to get your team rating, it's completely free. There is a link at the top of the description. If you want to use some of the other features of the My Team tool or the other great tools that Hub have, you can sign up to one of their memberships, which is up to 50% off at the moment. Again, links in the description below. Otherwise, let's jump into the video. So in defense, there's actually only two players that remain from the first draft, and that is Gabriel and Estupinian. Just quick Quickly on Arsenal, I'd be very surprised if I'm not tripled up on their players by the time we get to the game week one deadline. I'm expecting them to be just as good as they were last year. The opening fixtures are decent. And most importantly, the players that I would want from that team... I can be pretty confident of their minutes. So the only way I'm not going to have Gabriel is if he's injured or if I go for triple Arsenal attack instead. And that's not really something that I've had in most of the teams that I've put together. So I think Gabriel will be a mainstay. Estupinian, similar situation. You look at that Brighton squad, they don't really have too many players that can play naturally at left-back apart from Estupinian. He's also a bit of a machine. We saw end of last season, Brighton's fixtures, there was a lot of congestion and he just played every single game. So even with Europa League, I'm not not necessarily too worried unless they make a new sign-in and his attacking threat is decent and Brighton's opening fixtures are good so those two players I'd be very surprised if they're not in my game week one squad elsewhere everything else has changed so in goal I have Pickford now I've gone for Flecken I know Rayer is still there he hasn't been transferred out and to be fair I've not really seen too much rumor about him going since the initial stuff right at the you know kind of start of the transfer window but I'm still going to be surprised if they brought Flecken in just to be a number two so I'm hoping he'll be the starting goalkeeper for Brentford either way at four and a half million if not there are other options but basically I think Brentford's fixtures are pretty much for the first eight to nine game weeks as good as Everton's but they're also a better defense so that's why I've gone without Pickford and I've gone to Flecken also goalkeepers a position you don't really want to use too many transfers on and unless you're dead set on wildcarding early you want someone who's going to be good for like the first 10 to 15 weeks just in case you end up delaying that wild card to a much later date than you would kind of um, usually use it. So Flecken is in. I've also gone for Luke Shaw because I've ditched Trent Alexander-Arnold to have more money to spend elsewhere. I am very much, as I've said in other videos, undecided about whether or not to go for Trent. I think the first eight fixtures, they got five away games and four of them are pretty tough. I could see Liverpool conceding in every single one. That being said... I do expect Liverpool to be a bit stronger this year. So there's still a chance of clean sheets and we know how good he is in attack. I don't necessarily completely agree with people who say he's basically attack an attacker so the clean sheets don't matter. I think they do. Like Trent's output his expected goal involvement is incredible for a defender I think it's about 0.43 for last season and the season before that is fantastic but for 8 million or in and around that price you can get attackers with better numbers so he does need the clean sheets as well but as a combination it's very hard to sit here and say he's a bad option because that's not the case the issue I kind of have with going without him is I think my team does look better but I don't think I need all of the money than not having Trent kind of saves, if that makes sense. So having an extra 1.5 or so is handy in the attack. I don't necessarily need like 2.5 or 3 million 
that going from Trent to a five and a half or a five million defender saves me. So I would like him in. I think to get him in a team that I would be happy with, I probably need to go to a 4-4-2 formation. And to do that, I need to see some 4.5 million midfielders or even forwards getting regular minutes or possibly even some five millions as well. So that's not why he's not in right now. He could come back in. But I think once Trent's in, I definitely can't have Salah either. So there's lots to think about there. Right now, I've gone for Shaw instead. Man United's opening fixtures are pretty good. But because of that money I've saved on Trent, I've been able to put Chilwell first bench. Now, they've got Liverpool at home, West Ham away first two games. I wouldn't really be that worried about playing Chilwell in either. But in Shaw's tougher games, I could just play Chilwell instead. And we know from game week three onwards, Chelsea have got that um, fantastic run, which is like Luton at home, Forest at home, Bournemouth away, Villa at home, Fulham away, etc. And I was actually looking on the points projections on Fantasy Football Hub. So if I just move this to game week three, uh, sorry, not player price. If I just move this to game week three when Chelsea's fixture, uh, good fixtures start uh, and look at defenders only. Now, Chilwell's not right at the top of the list. Trent is, as you'd expect. Then a lot of Man City defenders. Trippier's a lot more expensive. I don't know if I would be confident predicting the minutes of the Man City defenders. After that, Chilwell is quite high up the list. So that's why I like having him on the bench, ready for that fixture swing. And then just to save a bit of money, I've gone for Baldock from Sheffield United, who's a £4 million playing defender, who should also play wing-back as well. So no Trent. I'm not sure if I'm happy about it, but in general, when I look at the whole 11, I think it looks pretty good without it. I think it's just Bournemouth at home in game week two that I'd be massively worried about. So in midfield, there's two changes. Madison and Fernandes have come in for Matoma and Sterling. And I've been able to fund that because I don't own Trent anymore. But I think this shows straight away what I was just talking about, that you don't really need all of the money you save when you sell Trent Alexander-Arnold. So do I think that going from Sterling to Fernandes for 1.5 million is a good upgrade? Yeah, I do. I think Sterling could be a great pick. I really like him at 7 million. That's potentially underpriced. We could see Chelsea hit the ground running under Pochettino. The fixtures from game week three onwards are pretty good but none of those things are guarantees whereas with Bruno Fernandes he's in a Man United team that I think most people would agree are more likely to hit the ground running from game week one that first 11 is not going to change that much you know what you're getting from Bruno he's nailed on minutes are great and he's on penalty so for 1.5 million that's probably a pretty good upgrade but if you have Trent and you need to save 1.5. He, he's obviously 8 million. So you go into a 6.5 million defender. Well, I don't really want Trippier because Newcastle's fixtures game weeks 2 to 4 are pretty poor. And the other option is Robertson. I definitely don't want him. So then you start going down to the 5 or 5.5 million defenders. And you're saving kind of 2.5 to 3 million. So then you look to use that money elsewhere. And I've gone from Matoma to Madison. Now, for what it's worth, I think Madison's a pick that's not really getting talked about that much. I think we will see him improvement from Spurs the fixtures from game week three onwards are pretty good as well or at least that little spell from game weeks three to five we haven't really seen much from pre-season yet but everyone's expecting Madison to play as a number eight license to get forward maybe more goals than we're used to we know he's going to get assists as well but a bit like Sterling I guess none of those things are guaranteed and the other thing with Spurs players which I'm a little bit worried about is if they do blank in game week one against Brentford and then they've got Man United in game week two and another midfielder for the same price or less has absolutely gone off in game week one Madison was one of those players that could be sold quite heavily straight away but the the main thing is 
Do I definitely think that Madison is a better pick than Matoma? I'm not sure about that. Like, if Matoma was 7.5, I don't think it's obvious you go for Madison. I still think Matoma is heavily part of that conversation. I think that Brighton attack is great. You know exactly what you're getting from Matoma in that side. So do I need that million to upgrade him? Not really. So options are, I leave it in the bank for a rainy day. That's not necessarily the worst thing to do. I could look to upgrade a different position. So do Madison to Matoma, maybe upgrade Baldock to a four and a half or five million defender. But then I'm spreading the funds around even more and it gets harder to get those other players like Trent back in the team if I wanted to. So like I said, I think I really like the look of that team. It could easily be Sterling or Matoma or March or someone like that instead of Madison in that midfield. But I don't think I need the two and a half to three million that I saved from Trent. So the question then is, is Shaw Fernandez Madison better than Trent Sterling Matoma? That's when it gets quite close. So there's hard decisions to be made. I'd love to have this midfield with Matoma instead of Madison and still have Trent, but it's probably just too difficult to do. I don't want to go from Chilwell to a four million defender. That would just make my bench pretty much useless. Um, just quickly on the other midfielders. I'm still confident-ish that Mbomo is the best 6.5 because I think he's going to be absolutely nailed. Minutes will be great no matter what position he plays in in that attack and he should have penalties as well. But if Brentford do sign another forward, maybe that muddies the water a little bit. But the backup is you go to like a March or Matoma instead. So that is definitely a placeholder for 6.5 million. And right now, Mbomo is my favourite. Rashford's probably my favourite attacker if you can afford him at 9 million. Like I said, Man United's fixtures to start off with aren't bad for an attacker and you know what you're going to get from Rashford. And Saka, like Gabriel, is pretty much nailed in in this side. I just don't see any reason to go for Odegaard instead. Yes, Martinelli's per 90-minute numbers for expected goals, expected assists are slightly higher, but I expect Saka to play more and he's on penalty. So overall, already, the team is looking really strong, but I'd really like Trent in it. And then up front, it's Erling Haaland and Gabriel Jesus. I don't think I need to go through why Haaland is still in the team. With Jesus, the main reason he's still there is because he solves a problem. And that problem is the second forward slot. Now, in terms of Arsenal attackers, do I think that Jesus is a much better option in isolation than Martinelli or Odegaard? Not necessarily. But the thing is, Martinelli and Odegaard are midfielders. And there's loads of options I can put in those slots instead. Up front, that's just not the case. And if we look at the forward options, I can find a problem with pretty much all of them. Harry Kane would love him. He costs four and a half million more. Watkins is at the same price but has worse fixtures, I would say. Tony is suspended. Wilson similar to Watkins. I don't like the opening fixtures. And Kunku is probably my favourite 7.5 because I think his minutes will be good and he's probably going to be on penalties. But again, there's a little bit of an unknown with Chelsea players right now. Mitrovic seems to want to leave Fulham to go elsewhere. Darwin and Gakpo, you can't be 100% sure about their minutes. Isaac the same as... Wilson. Lukaku's probably going to leave. Jackson, we're not sure about his minutes either. Then you start getting into the 6.5s. Even someone like Solanke, if I find him here, where is he now? Who I had quite a bit last year. I'm not sure I want to pay 6.5 when he's got Liverpool away, Spurs at home, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, Arsenal at home in the first seven fixtures. And a lot of the other 6.5s, will Aubameyang still be there? Will Alvarez get minutes? Martial's already in, always injured. Then you're getting down to the six. Wisser, maybe, for Brentford. But do I want Wisser and Mbomo? Not sure about that. Calvalu, and I'm not even sure he's going to be fit by game week one. Ferguson will probably start game week one, but what will his minutes be like after that? There are just so many question marks over the forwards, whereas with Jesus, 
I think it's very likely that he will play regularly from the start. Like, minutes could come off him with Nketiah, Havertz and Trossard all able to play in that position. But if he's fully fit, you'd expect him to start most games at the start of the season. And right now, I just cannot see a better forward option than him. I did have a look on Fantasy Football Hub at the points projection. So that's from the midfielders we looked at just a minute ago. First eight game weeks, if I just get rid of defenders and put forwards instead, obviously Haaland's at the top, then Kane, the two most expensive players. Then it's Gabriel Jesus. So I'm quite confident in him as a pick. But one of the main reasons he's in there is because I can't really see anyone else. If someone emerges as like a £6 million forward that looks great, I will be tempted to go there and to have Trent in defence and just switch Madison back to Matoma. I think in terms of the Man United double up in attack, Fernandes and Rashford, I really like it. And what I will say about a midfield like that, because I've seen some that maybe have a cheaper forward and instead of Madison, they might have like another Arsenal midfielder or they might have Son in there. They're good placeholders for other options because a lot of the other players you would go for in midfield, apart from De Bruyne, are all cheaper. So if Bruno Fernandes isn't great straight away, and Sterling is showing a lot of promise in the fixtures turn for Chelsea, that is such an easy downgrade to make. So ideally, I would have a midfield like that, but I also want Gabriel Jesus. So a sacrifice has to be made, and right now that is Trent Alexander-Arnold. So only a few changes. Flecken, Shaw, Madison, Fernandez, Chilwell, Baldock, and uh, I changed the 4.5 million for, but that doesn't really matter much. None of them are going uh, to play anyway. So let me know down in the comments below what you think of that team. Let's check out what its team rating is. So I've put the changes I made from the first first draft to the current draft in the my team tool on fantasy football hub and guess what team rating it came out with 97 percent, exactly the same as the first draft so that tells me that for most of my picks i'm on the right tracks but for the other ones maybe it doesn't matter a huge amount and when the percentages don't change massively i would say just go with the team that you're most happy with because at the end of the day fpl is supposed to be fun if you put a draft in that's 85 and then it goes to 95 that's probably something to think about but if a team goes from 95 to 96 but you prefer the look of the 95% team just go with that one because like I said FPL is supposed to be fun if you want to get your team rated for free there is a link at the top of the description if you want to sign up for the other membership benefits as well there's up to 50% off at the moment and if you sign up and don't win your mini league Fantasy Football Hub will give you your money back there's terms and conditions apply all the links you need are in the description below hopefully you enjoyed that video if you did make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button and I'll catch you again soon for another video Sports Social Podcast Network